When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the main event, Mark's Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the man who always observes this. I am Troy, and with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure-hunting warrior. He is the WCW watcher of classic wrestling, and the Hulk Hogan to my macho man. Oh yeah, it's Greg. What's up, Greg? Lock it in. Lock it in, man. Oh, yeah, Hogan. Go get your banana hammock. Dig it. Uh, Good Lord. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, today, man, we're talking about uh, World War III from the greatest year in wrestling history, 1995. (laughs) Uh, I I have no words. I just... (laughs) Yeah, right? I mean, come on. Hey, look, you know what, though? All honesty, when I was a kid, I don't care what anyone says. I was, like, amped and excited for Monday Night Raw and Nitro um, 1985. Yeah. I mean, I would, like, they throw doing... a fit if I couldn't watch them. So, no matter how yeah. bad they were, I mean, hindsight, obviously, they were bad. But I don't forget that. I don't forget that feeling I had on Mondays, knowing I'm going home and watch Raw tonight. Well, and, and uh, it was raw because Nitro didn't start until uh, September. So majority of this year was raw. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and if that burns your ass, man, you know, just remember, we're only 22 days out as of the dropping of this. We're only 22 days out from cutting into the bird, man. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Getting it in. And that means we're what, 22, 22. 24 days away from war games. Some still games. Yeah, I'm a little upset that they don't have uh, William Regal to yell that anymore, but you know, whatever. Now he's yelling, blood and guts. You know, that was funny. Yeah. 
I, I just love people have made like compilations of him yelling, whoa, games. That's great. Classic stuff, man. I'm but, hoping Gunther yells it towards the, the bloodline. Yeah, more games. Schnitzel. I don't know. Whatever the Austrians yell. Am I getting a letter for that one? No, I want to kick you in the face for that. He's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. He's just disrespected him. How dare you? Uh, I, yeah, the, the ring and the L or whatever. But yeah, so I feel like, you know, yeah, whatever. People complain that, oh, he's, you know, he used to be Walter. Now he's Gunther or whatever. It's like, I feel like that was kind of a lateral move. <laughs> like, it was. I mean, they capitalized his whole name, by the way, just like Walter was. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah, so it's not just and Gunther. It's Gunther. The fact <laughs> that he's a top guy on SmackDown, by the way, I don't give a damn what they call him. Top so guy. I'm, 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 I'm good with that. <laughs> Well, uh, well, as long as they don't call him late to dinner, but <laughs> either way, enough talking about. I heard, uh, I heard Shockmaster say that in WCW. That was like a thing that he said to Mean Gene. Good Lord. Of they call me, uh, call me Shockmaster, call me Uncle Fred, just don't call me late to dinner. That's what he said. Yikes. I'm making it up. <laughs> oh, you can't make this up. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, but he is shockmaster. He is not in this. Well, yeah. Well, thank God. Uh, yeah. That's that's, sure that's just gonna that's gonna ruin the whole man, the whole show, man. Now it's gonna well, suck. You know, the shark's in it. Oh, nice to have him. Wow, man. Thank God. Anyway, I do every time I watch something with shark in it. Trust me. Yeah. Right. Well, he's not a fish, Greg. He's a man. <laughs> Somebody don't know what he's on sharks on fish. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad they, they, um, that he told us because here I was thinking he was an actual shark. Like so that that just blew my whole mind. Like, whoa, I don't want to take uh, a peek uh, behind the curtain, okay? Like <laughs> I have stupid. a Mattel figure of uh the shark. It's a very I rare have, one. Well, wow! Can, yeah. Ask me if they can if they if I could sell, if they want if I want to sell it. I had a nice chunk of money, by the way, but no. I have earthquake. I do not have uh, got that shark. too. Yeah. Uh, they 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 need to make all of his gimmicks, man. They need to make a Golga next. I mean, they come on. They could technically make an avalanche and get away with it because he's only on avalanche because they sued for it. So I assume right. they could do it, right? I I don't know how that works, but it looks like somebody. Drew it with a sharpie on his singlet. Yeah, fun. <laughs> but yeah. So I didn't say he drew it. Didn't just say he could make it. Yeah, uh, we uh, we're gonna get into a lot of news and notes here uh, on the show. But before we do that, we're gonna pause right quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers. Great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code Main Event Marks. That is all one word to get 15% off your order. It's Main Event Marks, all one word for 15% off your order. And now, uh, before we get into the news and notes, and you know, uh, while we're anticipating, uh, you know, stuffing the bird and you know, shoving it in there real tight. We're going to take our next break 
Uh, if only and, we were covering a TNA show. Damn. I know. Uh, well, it's coming up. <laughs> coming up, Greg. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, well, we're going to be using them basters, all right. God, I don't I even know like where I'm going. It's going to come out a bit dry, but even though we based it. Yeah. Right. Okay, we can do this all just day. Wee bit. <laughs> just a wee bit. <laughs> uh, do you want the do you want the uh, the the white meat or the dark meat? Anyway, uh, we're gonna t- we're gonna take our first break. On the other end of this, getting into the news and notes. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Just to let you know, the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks. It gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form to mix into your water. You can either choose the green apple or watermelon boxes. If you want to try both, you can get the sample kit. Use our link in the podcast description or simply go to shockedenergy.com. At checkout, use our promo code MAINEVENT. That's all one word to save 10% off your order. That's promo code MAINEVENT to save 10% at checkout. Also, if you're tuning into a wrestling podcast to hear about wrestling and you want it gimmick and politic free, you probably want the same out of your products. Are you ready to ditch the gimmick coffee? Coffee brand coffee is fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. They've got bagged coffee as well as K-cups. Not into coffee? Well, they've got great teas and cocos as well. 
At Coffee Brand Coffee, their head coffee roasters have mastered the art of unlocking flavors hidden inside their beans. Each batch is custom crafted and curated to accompany unique flavor profiles. Click on the link in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. Oh, uh, well, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> the, po- the moment's passed. The moment has never passed. How dare you? That's fair. Uh, news and notes time. Uh, so I don't have a... Well, roll tide on that one. Or, uh, or should I say... <laughs> on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rockstar Pure Zero No Sugar. That's today's drink. Oh well, how about that? Uh, getting in, getting. I in decided them, uh, I could drink energy drinks as long as there's no sugar in them, so I'm good with that. But uh, not okay. daily. Doing the doing the keto. No, it's not that good. Ah, yeah. yeah I, uh, Rockstar Zero Sugar is decent. Yeah, they're not bad. But uh, either way, getting into I, I will say the the stories I have. I don't have a ton of like different stories, but some of these are kind of long and involved. So uh, I'm packing it out. This first story. Packing heat tonight? Let's go. Oh, F yeah. Uh, First story here. In a New York Post story, there's apparently an ongoing investigation. Oh, good God. Every time such with this is bad. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. There's apparently an ongoing investigation into whether Laura Brevetti, uh, who is the lead defense attorney for Vince McMahon's steroid trial, offered a key witness a bribe of up to $400,000. <laughs> Two years later. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll say this. If I was a key witness and you offered me four hundred grand, uh, I didn't see nothing. All right. Four hundred grand in 1995, by the way. It's very important to say that part. Oh, yeah, that part, too. I mean, even four hundred grand now would go a long oh, yeah, way. Totally. But not, like back but, then. Right. That was nuts. Yeah. Uh, the whistle was blown by Vince's ex-assistant, uh, Emily Feinberg. Uh, Brevetti's husband is television producer Marty Bergman, and he is being investigated for pursuing witnesses and potential witnesses and attempting to taint or discredit their testimony in exchange for a television consultant job. First of all, I'm a child because I giggled at the word taint. <laughs> I, I didn't even catch that. Cool, I'm bigger than you. Yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, well, that's not saying much. Wow. Uh, Bergman <laughs> failed to disclose that he was living with Brevetti at the time of the trial, representing himself as a producer for 60 minutes at the time and not mentioning his connection to her. Oh, man. That sounds like every bad episode of a, a television show or someone sleeping with someone just because they know something. Yeah, right. Uh, Turns out, oh, you're sitting for this. No, but I, I really do love you, though. Oh, uh. Hey, there's a there's a congressman who uh, who slept with a Chinese spy, and you know, hey, jokes on her. He didn't know nothing. All right. <laughs> so he didn't even know how to. Ah, uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, but yeah, I'd spend more time on this if it amounted to a damn thing. But like, I, I, I don't. Clearly, think... it doesn't. I feel like this would be bigger news, but. This right. is news to me. I never knew about this. Yeah, I, th- I I don't know if any of these people got taken down like outside of this 
you know, the trial here. But obviously Vince McMahon got and uh, cleared of like everything and he didn't do uh, didn't do any time. So there's that. The federal government couldn't bring them down, but a couple of uh, paralegals could. Yeah, right. You gotta love the irony in that. What what finally took him down was cancel culture. How about that? <laughs> it's like but, Al Capone, you know, nobody could get him, but you cheat your taxes, man. <laughs> yeah, right. They couldn't get him on, you know, racketeering or uh, you know, murder or any of that, but yeah. You didn't pay your damn taxes. I just just love us the smaller things, man. Yep. Oh, F and nuts. Damn. No that one sucks, but... ever escapes tax evasion. All right. No one. I'd rather <sighs> get caught shoplifting than tax evasion. Uh, oh, you know? oh, hell yeah. I'm just saying it's both stealing, essentially. But like, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Bret Hart won his third. I don't do w- that, Sorry, I need to point that out. <laughs> yeah, you're not one of those a holes that you know rips open a, a toy box and replaces it with a similar sized toy. Oh, those people! There's a special place in hell for those people. Now, I will say this: <laughs> I do go into Costco, load up on free samples and stuff, and I don't actually buy any of them. But is that bad? I do have a Costco membership, <laughs> so. Uh, hey, all of you, you know, all of you people that do that kind of stuff, you'll, you're going to end up in that first circle of hell there with uh, with Virgil from Dante's Inferno. All right. <laughs> but regardless, uh, Bret Hart won his third WWF world title, beating Diesel in the main event of the 1995 Survivor Series. Diesel seemingly turned heel after getting booed by the majority of the audience throughout the match. This new character direction with Diesel mouthing motherfucker after his loss uh, would seem to indicate that they think that a toned down version of what ECW does is somehow the way the company should be moving forward. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, they wouldn't get too vulgar. He'd be the only one doing it. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just going to say they're about to launch into the Attitude Era here very soon. So... Ironically, after he leaves. But, yeah, right. Um, They're like, I, God dang it, pal, we need attitude. <laughs> it's funny you, you mentioned that seemingly turning him because after they all booed him, because it was Bret Hart, of course, but after they all booed him, next after, the next night on Raw, everyone was cheering the hell out of him. So, right. yeah, it didn't work. Because, you know, he was like one of the first heels to be cool, which carried over to WCW, obviously, but Right. Yeah, because um, before then, it was like there was nothing redeeming at all about the the heels, ever. You know, that's yeah. the way it was. But the NWO came along and changed all of that, and obviously it started with uh, Diesel and Razor ported over I, to WCW. I could be wrong on this, but I, I feel like they were the very first heels to have a number one t-shirt. Probably. Just, you don't see that back then. Well, I mean, it comes down to stuff like, um, you know, Jim Cornette said that when him and the Midnight Express had meetings with Vince back in like the 80s and he he said, well, half the meeting was just about what kind of dolls we'd get. And we're like, why do we want why do we care about merchandise and dolls? You know, we're we're heels. We don't you know, we don't have that kind of stuff. Like, oh, my God. You don't like money? (laughs) (laughs) I guess not. Uh, yeah, go back and uh, work a program with the the four horsemen for about two months, and then they'll 
you know, book it off to Stanford. They have actually got Sweet Stan. Oh, well, thank God. <laughs> Public Enemy actually worked a dark match opener at Survivor Series against the Smoking Guns. I was today years old. And I came off wow. as more... It came off as more of them getting squashed. Uh, most of I the crowd... I want to say that, 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 that Survivor Series is in Washington, not a far drive from Philly, so there you go. But, yeah, that's true. D.C., uh, by the way, not... Real yeah, Washington State, right? Uh, most of the crowd didn't actually know who they were. It was Shut- a one shot. <laughs> no, in '95, no. But it was a one shot deal, and no contract has been signed. Yeah, because that damn bell had to ring. <laughs> Ironically, For- I think I've used that a couple times now. They would sign with WCW, the other big one, within a few months, I believe. Why? Who knows? Because uh, it's like, did did Bischoff sign them sight unseen? <laughs> like, what? Did he think you, he was getting like the rap group Public Enemy? <laughs> and then the two overweight white guys show up? I don't know. <laughs> He's like, uh, where's Flavor Flav? Yeah, what does that do with a clock on his chest? Yeah. It's not what uh, I signed up for. You um, bring Chuck D with you? Like, what's going on? <laughs> or are, you, are you just like the background dancers or something? Like, uh, I don't get it. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. But uh, well, one of the biggest Don't shots. The letter. No one's crapping on the human beings, by the way. <laughs> yeah. As wrestlers, we... though, man, they sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they weren't good. Uh, one of the biggest shots has been fired in the Monday Night Wars yet, uh, which ended up disappointing both sides in the ratings, uh, with WCW offering up Hulk Hogan versus Sting. For free on national TV, their biggest <laughs> matchup to date. The double, the it, it never went anywhere, by the way. That match was just a quick two minute thing that became a run in and schmoz. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, but the WWF countered with their most daring angle in years, uh, referencing Shawn Michaels' attack uh, and legit injuries in Syracuse. The main event on Raw saw Michaels collapse in the middle of the ring during a match with Owen Hart teasing that he either suffered an aneurysm or a stroke. I don't know why Dave instantly went to aneurysm or stroke. That never popped in my head. I I mean, I was 11 years old. I don't know what the hell it was, but... I thought he was just, you know, still suffering effects of his concussion. I, I wouldn't have thought... Well, I mean, they highlighted Owen Hart doing the Enziguri on him twice in the match, so... Right. I was like, okay, so he literally knocked him out, I, you know? Right. Uh, but the angle was so convincing that those in attendance believed that it wasn't an angle. Many readers of the of the uh, Wrestling Observer likened the angle to the Fritz von Erich heart attack angle, with people calling the Titan offices and being informed that it was 100% real and Sean was under doctor's care for post-concussion syndrome. Oh, my gosh. Like... Can you imagine being the secretary that had to field the calls from the marks, wondering if Shawn Michaels is okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad day at the office. But um, I guess that gives you a little look into the star power they're about to have with that man, though. So there's that. But yeah, this was not exactly the Fritz von Erich heart attack angle because Fritz was like pretending that he was dying in the ring for real. Shawn Michaels just like got knocked out. 
I think a close thing. thing to that would be Flair's quote unquote heart attack on Nitro. Yeah, God, that man, so effed up. Bro, you're gonna die in the ring, bro. <laughs> I, I think he will for real. Guy, so. God, I hope yeah. not. But man, he better stop. But yeah, just. Yep. Uh, well. Although the WWF had by far the superior show, according to Uncle Dave Meltzer, WCW won the ratings battle with a 2.5 to a 2.3. Neither number is a success. Uh, it's not really that big of a gap, is it? Nah. I know a win's uh, a win, but... That's a, that's a rounding error, basically. But neither number is actually a success. According to Dave, this completely proves that, quote, Hogan has no juice left to be a major impact on ratings, end quote. Well, yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, had he said babyface Hogan, I might, okay. He just said Hogan, right? Yeah, he just said okay. Hogan. Yeah, well, hey, dummy. Give it a year. Wait a couple hey. weeks. No, a year? No, a couple of months. A couple of months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, what are we in, November? Uh, November 95. Seven months or so. It's coming. Uh, well, Bash the Beach was July. Yeah, so he has seven, eight months. And then he's still, it's be, not uh, that far off, dude. It's like closer than you would think. Yep, still drawing the house and uh, getting still getting crapped on mercilessly by Dave. It's like, sure, his matches aren't good. Like that's objectively true, but he's drawing the house. So whatever, pays off, brother. I don't like Floyd Mayweather fights, but when he freaking fights, billions buy it. So what's your point? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Shawn Michaels might legitimately be out for a while due to complications from his Marine beating. <laughs> uh, for, although the current plan is still to have Shawn win the Royal Rumble and then face Bret Hart at WrestleMania 12. That happens. Doesn't he eliminate Diesel again at the end of... He does, yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. When, when the hell was it that he surrenders the IC title? Wasn't that all, like, that already happened, didn't it? It was, uh, it was the event before Survivor Series in October, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's so he's still effed up from that beating? Good Lord. Uh, I, I guess he hadn't found his smile yet. So he's still looking for well, it. also might depend on when this news was written. Because that might have been late October, and this might be early November, so it might not be that far apart. So that's yeah, that is. Well, Brother Love returned to an on-screen role, interviewing Bret Hart about <laughs> winning the title. Yay, Brother Hart! I love you. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that supposedly happened when Vince McMahon was on the road at house shows was that the click was going through a list of wrestlers one by one with him, evaluating whether they should be pushed or phased down. One of the guys that apparently wanted, they wanted to be elevated was skip. And one of the guys they wanted gone forever, bro was Bob Backlund. who was suddenly back on TV with a renewed push. <laughs> oh, well, really? Was he renewed push? Yeah, it's like I think he, I think he already had his quote unquote push. He did, yeah. He won the title of the previous Survivor Series, but right, I don't think he was doing much here. Yeah, so I mean, not really. 
But uh, Kevin Nash talked about, I think it was just him that was talking about this. He said, this didn't ever happen. He said something similar to it happened, but he's like, can you imagine like Vince just shows up? All right, boys, here's a list of the roster. Who do you like? <laughs> it's like it, he was just asking opinions on different people. And, you know, he wanted like uh, opinions from various people. And he said and there were certain ones that even if they didn't like the person, like uh, I don't think they liked Skip, but they were like, well, he's a good worker. Like Bam Bam. They didn't really care, care for Bam Bam very much, but. Probably like, because well, he almost can... gets him killed. But... <laughs> we talked about that off the air. Oh, no, no, We talked about that off the air, yeah, because it involved a lot of... Uh... <laughs> Let's just say Bam Bam, while he was hanging out with uh, Diesel and Razor on the road, uh, dropped a racial slur just out of the blue to some Mexican gangbangers for no say, it's not the racial slur reason. you would think either, by the way. Um... Yeah. It's, <laughs> to some, it's to a few Mexican gangbangers, apparently, who pulled a gun on him. And uh, basically, they they shoved him in the car and booked it down the road as quick as they could. So, yeah. Ugh, man. A crazy-ass story, man. Yeah. If, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't heard it from Kevin Nash. He he runs it down on his Click This podcast. So. And it's nothing, like, crazy, like, oh, he's making this up. It's totally believable. Oh, yeah. And he said after that moment, uh, Scott Hall kicked him out of the car and said he can never ride with us ever again. But it's hard to... Uh, it's it's hard to say that he wasn't a good worker and he couldn't hang in there with anybody. So, I mean, he did main event the previous. Well, yeah, this previous WrestleMania for here. Damn. So there you go. Well, but anyway, player, big old, you suck. <laughs> uh, this one, uh, speaking of Bam Bam Bigelow, Kama and Bam Bam have both officially given notice, although Bob Holly gave notice but uh, now he'll be sticking around. No one knows if Pierre Lafitte is coming back after he recovers from his hernia. He would not. Uh, Dean Douglas is also uh, on his on. way. Well, who did you say gave notice? Uh, Kama and Bam Bam. So Kama would definitely not go anywhere. No, he's sticking around. Uh, uh, Bam Bam serial? would be gone, yes, after... Survivor Series facing Gold Dust. Mm. He goes to ECW and oddly enough does some of the best stuff he's ever done in his career. True. Uh, at, at a main event level, I'll say. And then Bob Holly, he sticks around. Kama, though, like I don't I don't know. It's like where did he think he's gonna is, go? This is ninety five, right? <laughs> so he's already the Supreme Fighting Machine. Uh-huh. He's going to be with the nation as Kama Mustafa, but he's not going to be right away. Maybe he does leave and comes back. I can't think of anything he did in 96, honestly. Hell if I know, man. Oh. I, yeah. And, he's definitely and he's back like, for the nation of domination, though, as we know. But I right. can't tell you for a fact that he sticks around for this. I've lost now what he did. But. He's, uh, he's BFFs with uh, The Undertaker, too, so... Yeah, that's uh, more than the click, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, uh Pierre Lafitte, he's gone. Gone forever, bro. Oh no. <laughs> I know. Not the pirate. But not then, even uh, a cool pirate like Paul Burchill either. Yeah, that's a cool pirate. Anyway. Uh, I thought it was cool. Screw you. He looked like the blonde uh Jack Sparrow, basically. I have a Jax figure of him. Why the hell wouldn't you want to look like Johnny Depp? That's a 
That's a wish I pray for to God for. We, shut up. Yeah. On. You don't know anything. Yeah, man. But uh, Dean You Douglas, wouldn't want to look like that, man. Okay, fine. I didn't say I wouldn't. I just, uh, I, for, he's, he's just, I, whether I see it or not, he's got women, like, worshiping him. So, whatever. But uh, Dean Douglas is also on his way out and was backstage at the ECW show. You know how that one's going to go. Yeah. So he would uh, go back to ECW and then get hurt 500,000 times. And yeah. So manage a target. <laughs> but WCW. Now, I don't think on- there's any shame in that, by the way. I'm not knocking that. Okay. I'm just going to point that out. Just. Little footnote. Nothing yeah. wrong with having an honest job after wrestling, okay? Yeah. Dude, by the way, off topic on that though, but off topic. Did you see? I think because we talked about him in a previous pod, has nothing to do with wrestling, by the way. Randy Johnson is now a a uh, photographer for MLB. Or who football. is? Randy Johnson. Like, oh, Randy! What? One of the greatest pictures in the history of baseball. Yeah. Holy God! There's a viral picture of him. As a photographer, and it was at a football game, I believe. I'm going to assume oh, yeah. he doesn't need the money. He just I think likes doing it. Fun. Yeah, he's a damn Hall of Famer. He's got freaking World Series rings. And, right. Like I said, probably arguably the greatest ever next to Nolan Ryan. So, yeah. So, like, there's nothing wrong with having an honest job. And, like, when I take that shot at Dean Douglas for oh. working at Target, it's and not he was a bad a teacher. Thing. Yeah. Tony Schiavone worked at Starbucks, didn't he? What's wrong with that? Yep. Kevin Kelly oh. said he worked at a gas station for a while. Hmm. So I'm not knocking. There you go. It's just fun to say. Yeah, Kevin and uh, Kevin Kelly worked at a at a gas station for a little while before uh, Uncle Dave said that if you don't like him, you can go die. <laughs> That's why he has his job of bringing water. Exactly. And now New Japan. So yeah. There you go. Uh, but on Nitro, no one cared, bro. About the Hulk Hogan versus Sting match after it happened, Hogan well, worked. I, I told you why. <laughs> Hulk Hogan worked the match dressed in all black and got booed out of the building. <laughs> Feels like that's setting up for something later on. Uh, but with the Dungeon of Doom running in and attacking both guys for the no contest finish. Oh man, why why didn't anybody care about this? <laughs> it was so stupid. I. I guess Man, I, the only logical thing you can put here is it wasn't a full match, and why that's good is because they didn't burn it. Bitch. But still, uh, it's dumb. Hogan <sighs> in all black, uh, trying to walk on the dark side. He, he's this got the Dungeon of Doom running in. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it within the pay-per-view, too, but about, obviously, the dark side. You, yeah, you saw yeah. that part, right? Yeah, oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, so right. we'll get to that, but he said he was channeling his inner darkness to go fight the Dungeon of Doom. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, I Shut up and take my money. <laughs> it's a lifelong meaning. It's stupid talking about it, but I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. That uh, had my ass in the seat. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, like I said, I was 11 years old and I ate everything up. So what can I say? Yeah. Well, woman is apparently upset at reports that she's leaving ECW for WCW, and she's denying it. Oh, how dare uh, you well, report the truth? Well, 
<laughs> Asshole. Meanwhile, Conan is for sure going to WCW, and he's not denying it to anyone. Oh, yeah, he surprised me. Yeah, he owns up to everything, and he's like, hell yeah, F this place. You, you know, that's the one thing about him. You can never call that man a liar because he just doesn't give an F. We'll yeah, <laughs> yep. I, apparently he sticks people for money, but or sticks them for money, but I don't think he's lying. I guess technically that is lying, but eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ric Flair will be out with his a uh, shoulder injury until after Christmas, so Sting will be wrestling Brian Pillman instead. Uh, was he out until? I don't yeah, he yeah. He'll 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 win a title at some point, loses to the Giants. So he comes uh, back. Kind of, kind of soon. This is going to be a hell of a random, but like, I need to get that figure, that pack. The, you've seen that two pack with the giant Ric Flair? Yes. Oh, yeah, so that's awesome. That, that represents the match when he wins and he loses the title to the Giants after he comes back from this injury. Ah. So it was at that period right there. I love that attire, by the way. The the green trunks and the like, the yellow boots. Like I don't know why. I always kind of like that. I think there's a lead of that, which I got to get still. It just came yeah. out recently. But, um, but yeah, that I mean, screw the, uh, is from that match. But. I mean, screw the the uh, Oregon Ducks, but, you know, whatever. I, 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 I don't know. I don't have anything. I, I don't have anything like rivalry against them, whatever. It's just, you know, they're not my team, so screw them. But anyway. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's been a while, so good. This is a, uh, the, the, these next few stories, just like it's one ongoing, just wow, with different facets to it. But All right, it, it does involve ECW, so I got to play This Week in ECW. If I may have another volley. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Sabu returned to ECW in a surprise on November 18th, although it's supposed to be a one-shot deal for now. This comes after WCW was basically done with using Sabu due to him brawling outside of the ring too much and the Sheik throwing a fireball on the pay-per-view without getting permission. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of what you get. I don't, I don't know what you expect. That sounds kind of made up. Just... I feel like these people have never seen Sabu or the Sheik and they're just like, what is this? Like, okay, Bischoff, You've already said that he might have signed Public Enemy side and scene. Did he do that with Sabu as well? Yeah, and right. Two, I'm pretty sure Bischoff's aware of who the Sheik is. Yeah, I was going to say, Bischoff um, grew up in the Detroit area. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he knew the Sheik. I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's what he does, man. Like, what the hell else? What he does. It was no secret that w, the uh, WCW booking committee didn't like him and didn't consider him a good worker. Apparently Sabu discovered Blast he was fired. <laughs> Apparently Sabu discovered he was fired when he was watching Nitro on November 20th and heard Eric Bischoff talking about a former WCW talent who is no longer with the company. And then he called the hotline and discovered it was him. <laughs> Good lord. That's worse Holy than Austin and, 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 and six. The, the <laughs> At least they got a FedEx. <laughs> This mofo had to pay them. Think about this. He had to pay them to find out he was fired. Wow. Like, what? Uh, I remember the on-air explanation, too. 
Do you remember what it was? Uh, he was too extreme for them or something. Yes, crap. they said TNT did not want him on the network because he was too extreme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is that so is that them just admitting that they're a bunch of pussies? <sighs> Pretty much. <laughs> Whatever. Actually, uh, or is it their is it their light and easy way of saying uh, he sucks the high hard when he's out of here? <laughs> well, I depend. I depend on how you look at it. Why not both? No, why not uh, both? You know. Sabu had never actually signed a WCW contract. Unhappy that his position in Japan was being hurt by WCW using him as a mid card guy. Oh man, uh, this was also why he never watched or wanted his weight announced because it would create the perception in Japan that he was a junior heavyweight and limit his upward mobility there. Okay. Uh, I mean, how much money were you making in Japan, bro? Like uh, one thousand yen. Wow, that was always a thing. Like, you remember, like, they're like, oh, I, I can't do that. It'll hurt me in Japan. Like, shut the F up, man. Who, who was that? I, I remember talking about it. Uh, Vader. That was a big thing with him. And that's why Stan Hansen didn't do a lot in America. Because... Hansen, that was the one. Yes, that was the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Hansen didn't really do a whole lot in America once the uh, wrestling publication started reaching over to Japan. Because uh, I guess he made a damn good living over there. So whatever. A good Speaking of over a there. Topic, a little off topic, but how much money did WWE throw at the Good Brothers if they passed over Japan to go back? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm assuming New Japan wasn't like, you know, paying them amazingly. I could be wrong. Uh, but also, I mean, maybe they just didn't want to go to Japan anymore. <laughs> That's true. But... I don't know. You see, uh, I think the main event for the I think the Tokyo Dome is show the Russell Kingdom I think is going to be uh, Jay White and uh, Okada. Uh yeah, I will probably watch that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, and for some reason, uh, Jay White dropped Eddie Kingston's name. Did you see that? He told uh, no. Okada. Yeah, he he said something. Like he's got a partner, and he said. He told Okada, he's like, oh, go get your buddy Eddie Kingston and, you know, we'll we'll fight it out or at the next show or whatever. Uh, no, thanks. Yeah, it's like, first of all, ah, I'm good. Second of all, Okada is BFF with Eddie effing Kingston. What? He's also BFFs with Orange Cassidy. I don't know. Maybe just, just I don't know. Well, they are best friends, Greg. So, uh, he can't go get Tetsuya Naito or uh, Tanahashi. He's got to get Eddie Kingston. Well, he can't get either one of them because they're, uh, you know, they they want to be the top guy, but he's the top guy. So they can't, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So basically they want to go get somebody who they know is not going to be a top guy. That's a real slap in the face to Eddie Kingston. Not that I'm worried about his feelings or anything, but still, it's kind of messed up, but whatever. <laughs> hey, you're not going to, you're not going to challenge me for my top spot. So uh, get on over here. <laughs> But this, this goes uh, on, though. Uh, Sabu was supposed to work a show in New Jersey for Dennis Coraluzzo on November 18th, the night that he returned to ECW. Apparently, Sabu agreed uh, to fly himself in and pay for his own hotel room 
And Carluzzo advertised Sabu versus Hakushi in the main event. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had that one locked and loaded. <sighs> so, uh, if, and he was hoping to pop a crowd to justify Sabu's asking price. You hope to pop a crowd with Sabu versus Hakushi? <sighs> what? I'm not saying it was going to be a bad match. I'm sure it was fine. I'll, I'll say like, it. I'll 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 fall on that grenade. I'll say it was going to be a bad match. Uh, I I thought Sabu, especially in '95, was decent. Uh, Hakushi, I, I th- he was a good wrestler. I, it was probably real, a good match. I, I I never saw it in Sabu ever. I'll give you Hakushi, but I never saw it in that full. <laughs> I thought Sabu was entertaining. I, uh, I think if he had great, RVD but... carrying his ass, he was decent. Yeah. Anybody oh, else? Man. Oh. Well, uh, yeah. Also, that one. Quick, it seems to be a running theme with him, like sticking, like holding people up and doing something else. You remember that whole thing with Paul Heyman, like snapping on him in front of my crowd, saying he'd rather be in Japan instead of out here with you guys. And screw him. And he came yeah. back apparently to ECW and then left for WCW, but they came back and left for like this. Like, this whole thing is a mess. Yeah, he's kind well, of a mess. I guess well, he, not kind of. But. Well, yeah, I guess he did do the show because it was earlier in the day, and then the ECW show was at night. But I'll get into a little bit more of that here in a minute. Uh, the WWF officials freaked out about a potential WWF versus WCW main event, so Dennis had to book a DQ finish so that Hakushi didn't have to do a job. Okay, so and, it just dawned on me he was still on a contract with them. I didn't get that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow. Well, that's nuts. Well, and it gets better, man, because Devin Storm, a.k.a. Crowbar, actually actually interfered to set up future Sabu versus Storm matches for Carluzzo, because hell yes. Get that thing ready. Roll it again. Shut up and take my money. (laughs) Crowbar and Sabu, man. Hell yeah. Asses and seats. Good Lord. But this was supposed to set that up. But then, <laughs> uh, Crowbar and Sabu would have a good match. They could draw anything but flies. Then crap. Then Carluzzo saw Sabu's appearance at ECW's November to remember, and realized that he had just been played. Well. <laughs> How about that? I'm shocked. I know. I, for one, am a- shocked and appalled. Shocked <laughs> and appalled, I say. <laughs> Paul Heyman. I'm stuck to... on Sabu and Crowbar. I was going to be stuck in my head for a while. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, man. <laughs> Holy crap. That one yeah. is just like. Uh, <sighs> that's, you that's know, some... I had a lot of fun laughing at. at Pack versus Orange Cassidy as the main event recently of a, but Dynamite. You know what? Doesn't look so bad now. Yeah, but those. He's, yeah, but those two. <laughs> those two actually had talent, though. Like this one, I don't know, man. All I can you think of. That's my point on Sabu, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate that. I, I see <laughs> Sabu versus Crowbar, and I just think, sir, here is a check with my name on it. Write down any number on this piece of paper, and I will pay it. <laughs> Oh, hell yes. <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> Good oh, grief. God. Anyway, this, this is, is be the stupid. YouTube short in history. Okay. <laughs> Well, Paul Heyman's okay. Well, I got Paul Heyman's side of the story. I gotta, I gotta catch myself. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Paul Heyman's side of the story is that Sabu agreed to do the ECW show first, and then asked Paul if he could work the Carluzzo show earlier in the night. And Paul agreed to it because it would actually justify Sabu being in the city in case anyone saw him. Apparently, this was an open secret, and the only person who didn't know was Carluzzo. All right. First of all, I like to start with open secret. That's completely oxymoronic. Uh, and two, well, Paul, so Heyman's, it was a Paul Heyman's one word. Guy. Paul Heyman's word, though, is what I'm stuck on. Yeah. Man, I, I don't know. This whole thing was a freaking mess. <sighs> well, I had no idea I was going to be laughing so hard today, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. This, you're welcome. Starting off November hot. Uh, well, hey, history was made at November to remember, man, because also okay, this is the last a more oxymoronic statement. OK, go ahead. Well, <laughs> it really was a November to remember because at the show, Stevie Richards introduced a new flunky named the Blue Meanie. Oh, yeah. holy crap. The, the show also ended with Terry Funk doing a retirement speech and basically saying that he was passing the torch of king of hardcore to tommy dreamer and of course i think we'll all remember 1995 as the year when terry funk officially finally retired and hung it up for good <laughs> and then on the on the uh beyond the mat thing he retired in 1987 then he returned his chainsaw charlie a couple months later we could do this all day yeah god yep yikes the last story I got here, it's a long one. I just think of David Spade and Tommy Boy. Yikes. He got a yeah, plan. Right. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the uh, last story I got here, it's a long one. There are a lot of facets to it. There's, uh, I mean, there, there's fighting. There's well, government. There's law. You delivered on that last one, so. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this is going to be like the, uh, Almost like the ending of a Keenan and Kel episode. We got politics. We got uh, legal battles. We got uh, uh, secret locations, and we got MMA fights. Meet me on the uh, meet me at the secret back lot in five minutes, Skippy. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> exactly. I did, I left out the part, and he goes asks all the questions. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> Keenan, uh, why do we need a badger and, and, and a wheelbarrow? Oh, I can't even get that on the roof. Ah, oh, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, rest in peace to Coolio, by the way. Ah, I know, man. That sucks. We we lost a real one. Hit him and Mrs. Potts. We lost this year, man. That's gonna sting. Anyway. Uh the Extreme Fighting Championships was supposed to take place in Brooklyn, bro. At the Brooklyn, armory. Brooklyn. But two days before the event, it suddenly turned in a, into a political landmine. Oh, well, and, and you oh. know, <laughs> MMA never was a political hot-button issue in New York. No, oh, what's that, what's that idiot's name? Uh, uh, Lieberman. I think he was a big one. <laughs> well, I guess Senator Roy Goodman, I, I don't know who this is, uh, held a press conference. He's a conference. white guy in a suit. Hope that helps. Uh, well, it's a... Uh, <laughs> 
good good guess. <laughs> but he held press conferences decrying the event, resulting in the Armory Ownership Group trying to get out of their lease with the EFC Group. Their claim was, quote, they had been misled into believing that the event was a martial arts tournament, bro, rather than a political hot potato, end quote. Okay. <sighs> well, like the All Valley Tournament and Karate Kid? Oh, they thought it was? <laughs> Wait, where's uh, where's Danny? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, so it wasn't a martial arts tournament? I mean, just I, by I've saying... I've never heard what the hell this is, to be honest with you. I just... Yeah, I know. When you but... said extreme fighting, I thought it was an ECW thing. <laughs> right. Well, it, like, it, it's a mixed martial arts tournament, but it's, I guess it's a political hot potato because certain people don't like it. So, things... Yeah, Joseph Lieberman and, and... What's his name? Uh, uh, John McCain. Yeah, yeah. I, was I think those say, were the John two. John McCain didn't like it. Uh, and, and apparently Meryl Streep. So, whatever. I know she's not a politician, but... Uh, after the oh, first judge, yeah. Oh, I like let's, how you know during let's her not acceptance get into speech. That. <laughs> uh, well, I like her. Yeah, her, during her acceptance speech, she said mixed martial arts, which is not the arts, and it's like, oh yeah, because Mama Mia was a masterpiece. I'm sure. <laughs> there are people uh, that will argue with you for saying that. I didn't say it. He did. Yeah, whatever the other one was, where she's like an old washed up rock star or whatever that movie bombed. I'm sure, you know, they, that's that's the arts, you know, but UFC, no, F it. Uh, anyway, uh, after the first judge rightfully stopped the attempt because the contract was valid, a second judge immediately overturned it in an emergency court of appeals on the basis that the show would be, quote, violating the state's assault and battery laws, end quote. But ECW can run shows there. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's just fake fighting, pal. The hell it is. <laughs> right. Uh, so then after the show had been well and truly kicked out of New York, the whole extreme fighting entourage was piled into a bus and sent packing to Wilmington, North Carolina. North Carolina! Uh, at a top <laughs> secret location on the uh, Carolco movie studio lot. Carolco? Oh, Carolco, yeah. Carolco. Carolco. I think they okay. did Terminator 2, if I want to say, if I remember correctly. One of the uh, greatest movies okay. ever made. Oh, of course. Uh, real quick, I, I just want to pause before I finish up the story. Yeah, because if there's one place you don't want assault and battery happening, it's New York City. Heaven forbid. Well, they don't want it organized. You know, they want it just like uh, a huge free-for-all on their streets, like in Brooklyn and Queens and stuff. In the yeah. Bronx. Oh, hey, if, if you want this this fight to happen, okay, it's got to happen down in the subway, all right? <laughs> Kni knives have to be drawn. People have to be naked. Drugs all over the place. We ain't doing referees and stuff, bro, okay? <laughs> fight to the death. The loser, die, loser dies, winner goes to jail. That's how it goes, all right? New York. Good grief. Uh, Am I awful? No. But apparently it was a it was a uh, so top secret that even the bus driver wasn't told where the destination was. <laughs> and that's always smart not to tell yeah, your driver where you're just going. Just drive here until you hit the spot. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're that New York. South, hit the spot. Got it. 
Yeah, keep driving until you see the one guy on the side of the street yelling, Hootie Hoo! <laughs> Get the cardboard uh, sign. Fighting here tonight. Oh, there it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> and since there was no way to advertise the show beforehand, they handed out a few hundred free tickets to the locals, but they didn't tell them what the show would be. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just show up. Okay, a couple up. things. Number one... Uh, isn't like uh, isn't like selling tickets how you make the money to pay said fighters? And two, think? Who, who the hell takes these free tickets? Like, oh, any sh- uh, just the show? Okay. Yeah, what's <sighs> this ticket for? <laughs> you, that's what it's for. All right. <laughs> it's free. Just show up. All free? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> free ticket. What do you want to fight about it? <laughs> then, uh, so much. So much wrong with this. I got a feeling it's only going to get better. Right. Then, after all the clandestine buildup and controversy, the show sucked. And was no. You shut the hell up. I know. I was shocked too. But it was apparently by far the weakest of all the UFC ripoffs. There were no graphics, no apparent weight divisions. They lied about the match, uh, what the matches would be taking place on the show. They lied about the (laughs) records of the fighters. They lied about their credentials. And everyone on the show was supposedly undefeated. I... Shut up and take my money. Oh, man. Not even for that. <laughs> no. Uh, well. What is this called again? Extreme Fighting? Extreme Fighting Championships. EFC. So it's not Elite XC. Okay. Yep. Is there any, uh, is there any word on what it turned into? Okay, so I'm looking at it here. It's this one, the only one they have on, on Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Says it was yes. established in 2009. So it's Extreme Fighting what? Championship, right? Yeah, it went till 2009. No, it says it was it was it was established then. So I don't oh. think whatever we're talking about even has a page. Yeah, probably not. It says it's an MMA promotion based in uh, South Africa. Well, that ain't it. Uh, EFC Worldwide homepage. Uh, yeah, so this. So apparently, there's an EFC now. Yeah, that's the one that was yeah, established in 2009, okay. I believe. Yeah, right. Yeah, founded to the. Uh, yeah, 2009, like you said. Huh. Yeah, this is so. It must have just been a, a fly by night thing, probably. I guess so. Uh, sounds like I'm gonna go ahead pretty quick. I'm going to go ahead and assume they never ran a show after this. I could be wrong. Yeah, this might have been a one, I might, one I and might done. I might put my money on that. Right. Well, that does it for the news and notes. Uh, that was entertaining. We're going to take uh, our what? next break. I didn't to laugh like that today. <laughs> right. We're going to take our next break. On the other end of this, uh, we are going to be talking World War Three. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought this is an invasion angle? 
Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back we're back time for wcw world war 3 1995 took place on november 26 1995 the tagline 60 men three rings Three giants, one battle royal. I maintain that Shark could have been one of them giants, by the way. Or not Shark, uh, Shockmaster. You laughed at me for that. Ah, sure. Uh, But the venue was the Norfolk (laughs) Scope. The Norfolk Scope in Norfolk, Virginia. And I think it was a sold-out attendance of 12,000. Yeah, this is the one we talked about. Remember that it was the highest gate they've had ever? No, that, that was ninety-seven. Point? Oh, was it? Yeah, because we were oh, just okay. yeah, because we were just talking about the Halloween okay. Havoc ninety-seven. Um, yeah, things are all mixed up. Yeah, we're getting. But whatever they're getting the all run is, together. Whatever the gate is, you got to divide it by three. <laughs> right. Uh, but the pay-per-view buy rate was a point forty-three, so not bad. 
Me, Gene Okerlund. I watched it. Not, you know, in the <laughs> traditional way, but. Yeah, Statue of Limitations. Not me, though. It wasn't me. So. <laughs> but me and Gene Okerlund interviews Hulk Hogan, Sting, and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Hogan's still in all black, but he says that he's done walking on the dark side, and he rips the black stuff off to reveal the red and yellow. He then burns the black shirt in a burn barrel in front of them. You know, that's practical. It has no effect when it's a plain black shirt. Yeah. It's not like you were, like, you know, I don't know. What's a good example of burning something like a... You're like a flag or something? I don't, I don't want to say that, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. But like, yeah, also something like that, but like really a plain black shirt. Ooh. I'll run you, yeah, a, few, no more I'll run you a few few bucks at Kmart or what? How much you pay for that? Oh, yeah. Kmart. Wow. There's a throwback. Hey, 95 uh, was the thing. So It definitely was. But Sting says that he's glad that Hogan's with them. And Macho Man apologizes for trusting Lex Luger. Uh, while Hogan's continuing to cut his promo, Sting is grabbing water and trying to put out the fire in the burn barrel. <laughs> uh, so Hogan basically throws a tantrum uh, about Uncle Dave revealing that the giant was going to be winning the WCW title. Uh, by the way, he he was reading an old issue of The Observer. He actually said that Oh, uh, the uh, hashtag plans change. Macho Man's going to win it. And uh, I mean, what are we talking about? Did he say it in the promo? Well, he I don't think he exactly said that the giant was winning or whatever, but he he's throwing a fit about, you know, the Internet dirt rags and whatever. And, uh, you know, revealing stuff. And then he I says he forgot to take notes on the promo. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says that Randy Savage's arm injury was a total swerve, brother. Uh, on everyone and says that the supposedly injured arm was just fine this whole time. This despite the fact that Savage has been wrestling for weeks with a severely taped up arm. So semantics. Yeah. <laughs> Hogan then threw the rag sheet, as he called it, in the burn barrel while saying, observe this. <sighs> I've always loved Hogan. <laughs> Uncle Dave said he feels flattered that Hogan would uh, devote this entire promo to crapping on him. But we are then I have pissed a... on him. <laughs> Good lord! Uh, they then show a clip from WCW Saturday Night where the Diamond Doll and DDP got into an argument during an interview, and the doll walks away. She eventually comes back as and says, only she can, all the way alive. Hell yeah! She eventually comes back and says that she's putting herself on the line in DDP's match against Johnny B. Bad. Because the TV title is clearly more important to DDP than her. Yeah. So, so here we go. It is now uh, Johnny B. Bad. Wow. Defending. Hey, that's an all-time classic right there. But. <laughs> hey, I had to get it in, man. But <laughs> Johnny, I've been waiting. It's Johnny B. Bad defending the world television title against Diamond Dallas Page with the Diamond Doll in his corner. Real quick, I forgot. This is the era where Johnny B. Bad opened every pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially in 95. <laughs> uh, this goes about 12 and a half minutes. DDP comes to the ring treating the Diamond Doll well, kissing her hands and putting his arm around her. DDP also uh, has a... Well, DDP also has a confetti cannon, just like Johnny usually has. 
Johnny, however, not to be outdone, has fireworks shooters from his hands. All right, last time, I promise. <laughs> yeah, but his wife's a, a Ken, so... Oh, well, yeah. Uh, when they go outside of the ring, DDP uses Kimberly as a shield, throwing her into Johnny, and then socking Johnny in the face. Uh, DDP in shouts... The face. DDP shouts to Kimberly to hold up the 10. Uh, anybody who doesn't know, she used to have, like, scorecards she would hold up through the match. It was dumb. This was, this was pre-Dancing with the Stars, yes. Yeah, uh, but she refuses to hold it up. However, when Johnny calls for it later, Kimberly gives him a 10 plus. Uh, Johnny hits the bad mood outside and then a slingshot leg drop inside to win. Kimberly looks shocked and confused, but gets in and hugs Johnny. Johnny's always great for a hot opener and DDP has really come into his own by now. Great match. Uncle Dave. Uh, gave it a three and a half stars. I give it three. What say you? I gave it three. Loved it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, good. I really liked it. Shouldn't say love. Yeah, really liked it though. Thought it was good. These two had some good chemistry. Uh, DDP was really just, getting good. It's amazing knowing what's coming in the next maybe year or so. You want to say? Like, yeah. Mark Merrill's right. going to be WWE. DDP is going to be a huge face. It's nuts. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Well, Mean Gene Okerlund is on the stage saying that they have a new update on the WWF steroid scandal on the hotline. God. Go ahead and say we already covered that in the news. Is that what it is? Probably. Uh, Johnny B. Bad then gets interviewed and says that he'll treat the Diamond Doll with respect. He asked the Diamond Doll to be his manager. (laughs) He asked Diamond Doll to be his manager, and she says she needs to fulfill her dreams and achieve her goals. Kimberly says that she's proud of Johnny, and Johnny says that he's ready for World War Three. Okay, sir, done. I'm done. That's the last one. <laughs> you sure? Because I think he's in World War Three. We're gonna see him. Right, yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> <sighs> but up next, man, we go from the penthouse to the outhouse. It is Big <laughs> Bubba Rogers versus Hacksaw <laughs> Jim Duggan. Oh, God. This match. I'm sorry. It is a taped fist challenge. It goes about 10 minutes. Dude. Why? Jesus wept, man. (laughs) Uh, Duggan jumps Rogers from uh, from behind, halfway down the ramp, beats hell out of him. (laughs) Rogers tapes, or, or he like tapes his fists. But uh, Duggan's entire effing arms are taped for effing reasons. Shut the F up. Don't ask questions. Uh, he, <sighs> Heenan says that Duggan's grandmother was a taped fist champion in Ireland. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that part got me. And Shivani uh. says that Duggan traced his taped fist roots back to Ireland. Well, then. Oh, Mr. <laughs> uh, Mr. USA. Yeah, right. Oh. How about that? Ironically, uh, like years earlier, he was making fun of Big Boss Man's mother and got in trouble for it. So, good lord. <laughs> uh, Bubba tapes uh, Duggan to the top rope and beats on him. Eventually, uh, Duggan gets free and rips Bubba's shirt. Ray, a VK Wall Street comes down with a chain on his fist. Duggan nails him off the apron with his two by four, but 
you know, because he said, F these tape fists, I got to use wood. Uh, but Wall Street tosses the chain to Bubba anyway, who knocks Duggan out with it for the win. This was brutal. Uncle Dave gave it a half a star. I gave it a star and a half. What say you? Whole star sucked. Why was this whole on thing here? sucked? <laughs> well, because you got to get these the former WWF guys in, man. You have a plethora of former WWF guys. But you pick these two. Of course. I just, I, what, what don't you understand, man? Life, apparently. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, na- up next, Ric Flair is being interviewed by me, Gene Oakland. Talking about he giveth and taketh away. Right here. Boop. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Rick is cheered like a freaking god, but a handful of little stingers boo him. Rick shouts through the uh, whole promo saying that he's going to beat Sting tonight. Flair says that it was his master plan to get all of his rivals in the ring together and watch him win the WCW World Heavyweight title. In the World War Three match. Cool. I uh, remember but, going into this thinking he had it on lock. I'm like, ah, oh, Flair's going to win it again. Yeah, for the umpteenth millionth time. But, uh, yeah, not quite. I think this would have been 10, 11? Something, something like that. that. But up next, we've got Cutie Suzuki and Mayumi Ozaki. Yeah, them. Uh, taking on Blolacano and Akira Hokuto with Hokuto. Sonny Ono in her corner. And Blolacano is hey, Cutie, my favorite wrestler. Oh, well, hell yeah. This goes 9 minutes, 16 seconds. Akira Hokuto, by the way, is married to uh, Kensuke Sasaki, who's in the very next match. So, But Nakano... Oh, yeah, wearing... man. World War Three is a family affair. There's something you never thought you'd say. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Kano is where, well, at least we got the Japanese to participate in World War III. How about that? Wow. Uh, what? Good Lord. Ironically, they may be one of the only countries not in actual World War III. All right, go on. <laughs> Kano is wearing a blue oh, Rick. Funny, but it's true. Sorry, go on. Kano is wearing a blue Ric Flair lookalike robe, and Hokuto is wearing a pink robe with uh, a big pink Japanese mask. Mike Tanay keeps spouting off facts that mean absolutely nothing to anyone. Nakano finally pins See him uh, in a different form on Wednesday nights on, on uh, TBS, by the way, nowadays. Yeah, it's, it may or might not be his uh, illegitimate son under a mask, but, you know, that's uh, for you to decide. But Nakano finally pins Ozaki with a top rope leg drop. Besides the lack of selling, I thought this was a pretty damn good match. Very exciting. Uncle Dave gave it four stars. I gave it three and a half. What say you? Settle down, but I gave it three. Uh, I, I think Akira Hokuto is very underrated and forgotten about. She was damn good. Oh, yeah, she's really Kano, good. I mean, I just I never saw the appeal, but people love her. She was good. Uh, uh, but yeah, Hokuto was great. Uh, Suzuki and Ozaki were pretty good. So, there was one like, part in the match I didn't put on here. They kept like they had Nakano down, and they kept doing double uh, double foot stomps off the top rope, like one right after the other. <laughs> it was yeah, like a conveyor right. belt. That was funny. But Mean Gene Oakland is pimping the hotline again before calling Jimmy Hart and Lex Luger in for the interview. The crowd erupts with booze. 
Uh, Luger claims that he's the flagship of WCW and he will be the world champion after tonight. And that leads us into this. It is Kensuke Sasaki with Sonny Ono in his corner. He's defending the WCW United States title against Chris Benoit in 10 minutes. A uh, Hooters girl is shown at ringside and Bobby Heenan loses his train of thought. (laughs) They keep putting over how Bobby Heenan tried selling half of WCW to Sonny Ono, but he wasn't legally allowed (laughs) to. (laughs) So Sonny got kicked off WCW TV. However, Sonny says that compensations are being made for him at Starcade. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, it's going to be like a America versus Japan thing they got going on at Starcade. It's fine, I guess. Uh, yeah, so, uh, sure. We'll call it fine. This is a complete disaster, if I remember correctly. But it wasn't great. But it was a way for uh, you know them to get a bunch of New Japan matches on the card. Uh, Hogan wasn't there, and Sonny Ono was out there all effing night. Biggest but, show uh, of the year, and the biggest draw is not there. Doesn't work for him, brother. But, uh, Sasaki, I actually think he might have been spot on with that this time. That It might not work for him. Yeah, right. Uh, Sasaki hits a big lariat and then a Northern Lights bomb, which is his wife's finishing move, for the win. This was a great Japanese-style match between these two, and I really enjoyed it. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it three and a half again. What say you? I gave it four. I yeah. really love this match. It's fantastic. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you forget uh, how match, great Benoit was. Match of the night, probably. Oh, yeah. It's got to be up there. If Well, yeah, there's actually, one coming. Know. But hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. I want to be. Well, I want to be. Uh, what's the word? Uh, Jumping the gun. Yeah. Don't jump the gun. Mean Gene Okerlund interviews the Taskmaster, uh, Jimmy Hart, and the Giant. Red Sox is still on the curse, by the way, at this point, so he's not happy. Uh, Still a decade away from breaking it. (laughs) Sorry. Grief. Uh, Gene tells the Giant that his father would be embarrassed if he knew how the Giant was acting. By the way, this is when they were still pretending that Andre the Giant was his dad. God, that's uh, terrible. I, I didn't realize they did two stupid things to that man, but his quote unquote father. <laughs> right. I never, I never forgot about this. Yeah. Yep. Well, Taskmaster yeah, says your father, that the big boss man, is going to make fun of for dying in another company in a couple of years, is ashamed of you for this. But yes, okay. <laughs> right. Uh, the Taskmaster says that the Dungeon of Doom will dominate tonight. Jimmy Hart calls Hogan, Sting, and Savage the Three Stooges. Taskmaster <laughs> says that. It doesn't matter what member of the dungeon wins tonight. Giant, the giant ends this promo by saying, quote, roses are red, violets are blue. I'm going to kick your butt back to Kalamazoo. What the fuck? Paul White will never be known for his promo, let's be honest. <laughs> no, but this was embarrassing. Like, what? Why did they keep, keep having him rhyme? Like, oh, it's like the giant from Jack and the Beans. Like, Shut the F up. Is that what that was? I guess. That's the only thing wow. I can think of. Because he kinda used opened, to make. kind of rolled my eyes on that one. I didn't realize that. Okay. I mean, I'm not thinking. Usable, but. Because when he was there's that, a reason. Yeah, because there were a few promos he did where he made kind of references of like grinding your bones and, you know, different crap like that. So I was like, okay. 
What do you mean crap? But I said what I said. They show a build-up video for the Macho Man oh. versus Lex Luger, showing that uh, Macho Man never trusted Luger since Lex debuted on Nitro. He didn't. I remember. He was telling Hogan's thing the whole you time. You can't trust him, Gene. Oh, yeah. But Mean Gene Oakland interviews the Macho Man. Mean Gene asks, are you jittery? And Savage says, I'm always jittery. <laughs> That's probably not wrong. So many damn Slim Jims and I'll have a little water. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm I'm chronically dehydrated, Gene. You don't get it. Listen up, Dingleberry. <laughs> uh, Savage says that he's the total package. Okerlin asks how Macho Man's arm is, and Savage says that it's at a million percent. <laughs> Highly doubtful. But we now get the Macho Man, Randy Savage versus Lex Luger with Jimmy Hart in his corner. This goes about five and a half minutes. Macho Man beats Luger all over the damn place. When Savage goes for the elbow drop and hits it, Jimmy Hart distracts the referee so Savage can't win. Luger gets in the torture rack. He locks it in outside of the ring. Lock it in! (laughs) Until the Macho Man passes out, Luger rolls him in and locks in an arm bar. Arm bar! Until the referee (laughs) calls for the bell, Savage is out. He won't release the hold, however, until Sting comes down and asks him to break it. He asks him real nicely. And then Luger just leaves. What a great guy, huh? Right? Can you let um, I know you're hurting him all, but can you please let him go? Okay. For me, buddy. Uh, they put over the fact that even though Luger is a heel, a heel, uh, he's still friends with Sting, and they'll be partners on Nitro. Nothing really special about this match, by the way. It was decent. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a star and a quarter. I gave it dose. Let's say you. I barely gave it one. So we're supposed yeah. to believe, by the way, that Macho Man has a bad arm, gets hurt even more, comes back and beats 59 men. Well, yeah. I kill 59 men. He can beat 59 guys, but not, not one Luger. I don't know what you don't get about this. I'm stupid. I don't know. Move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, not to spoil the ending by the way sorry oh gosh (laughs) how dare you so uh, what is it 30 year old spoiler how how far is it uh 27 27 yeah 27 year spoiler sorry yep but a hype video is shown for sting and rick flair's feud uh again it shows flair getting into it with arn anderson and flying brian asking sting for help and sting warning flair to not Swerve him, and then Flair swerves him. <laughs> Flair <laughs> does it anyways. Yeah, right. Dude, God. you know, fool me once, fool me twice. You know, oh, come on, Sting, it's your dumbass fault. Right. Even Sting as, is the most gullible man ever. Kid, I saw this coming a mile away. Right. Well, this one is Ric Flair versus Sting. Goes for 14 and a half minutes. Sister Sherry and Colonel Robert Parker come out onto the stage to watch the match at one point. And just keep making out. Uh, the match ends when Sting drops Flair and locks in the Scorpion Deathlock for the submission victory. It was Flair versus Sting, so what can I say? Great match. Oh, Dave gave it three and three quarter stars. I gave it three and a half. Again, what say you? I gave it two. Yeah, I felt I've I've seen better. I feel like. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I really like this match. So it was good. But- yeah, I always like. So you see one, you see them all. You know, it's like, jeez. 
But, yeah, that's true. They 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 have their match, and they're going to do that match, and that's that's it. It's, you know, playing the hits, man. They show a video package for uh, Jimmy Hart turning on Hulk Hogan and joining the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, uh, no, how could he? Not Jimmy. Oh, no. Yeah, and you didn't see that coming? He was like, a little punk in day of Eve. <laughs> right. Uh, but not only does he join the Dungeon of Doom, he joins it with Lex Luger. Uh, after Jimmy got Hogan disqualified at Halloween Havoc, he came out on Nitro and said that with his power of attorney, he signed the Halloween Havoc contract for Hogan, and the contract had a stipulation, bro, uh, that if Hogan got disqualified, he'd lose the world title. However, the WCW Championship Committee voted that the title would be held up at World War III and that the Giant was not the rightful champion. So couldn't Jimmy and the Giant sue over this? I would assume. But yeah, I, I guess think they, they got, got a pretty solid case. Barclays will have more, have more leverage, I guess. Yeah. Uh, if the belt don't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> Wow, we're coming up on. Uh, no, it already passed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Hey, right? No, no. Uh, no? Yeah, Come up on. about to happen. Yeah. I don't know. But they put over that in the World War III match, there will be one giant in each ring. In one ring, it's the Yeti. In another, it's the giant. And then in the third, it's Hulk Hogan. But now we got Mean Gene Okerlund interviewing Hulk Hogan, who says that he smells the stench of the stinky giant. Uh, he says that he'll regain. Apparently, he said that as a shoot because uh, Paul White was a smoker, and he always always used to call him the big stinky giant. <laughs> but he says he'll Either, regain, he, no matter what, it still sounds stupid. But okay, he says a reason. It it does, yeah. But he says that he'll regain the world heavyweight title tonight. And friendships aside, he'll go right through the Macho Man and sting tonight if need be. You know, just like diarrhea. Uh, Hogan claims that I propose for this event. But yeah. <laughs> Hogan claims that this is the most dangerous match in the history of professional wrestling, brother. Oh, good lord! That old troop has been done a million times. <laughs> yeah, it's like bring it down a notch, man. Good lord! It's a it's a a battle royal on steroids. <laughs> no, no, Greg, dangerous match. All right, shut your mouth. God. But that takes us to our second to last break. Uh, when oh, we man, come we back, got more to go. I know. Well, we still got this main event, but we'll cover that right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com. 
or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Centers Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It's the 60 man three ring World War Three Battle Royale for the WCW. Dangerous World Battle Royale. Oh, yes. Lest I forget. Uh, this went 29 minutes and 40 seconds. So, because there are three rings and 60 men, there are also three broadcast teams. There's Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan on one, uh, Eric Bischoff and Dusty Rhodes on another, and Chris Cruz and Larry Zabisco on the other. This, uh, a little bit of overkill, and, but... And no Mongo! <laughs> How effing dare they? Well, seriously, he was like their guy on Nitro, and they don't even put Mongo in there, but... Yeah, I know. yeah, they put Dusty in there, but not Mongo. I see how it is. I mean, it's not uh, like Dusty was any better. No offense, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Uh, but for some reason, the Yeti now looks like a giant ninja. So, yeah. For some a... reason. There's a reason, because reasons. <laughs> yeah. A metric crap ton of pyro shoots off before the match officially starts. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cody was jealous. <laughs> Uh, but the Yeti. Well, is no, the... no, no, no. He's a kid at this point, and he knows that's what he wants. Yeah, he's like, I want that someday, Dad. But the Yeti is the first giant to be eliminated. The entire match is, oh, and how dare they, you know, because I thought he was going to be the Iron Man. But the entire sure. match is on a three screen split screen, and I can't keep track of a damn thing. <sighs> Ring two is the first to be cleared, so the Something? giant goes in. Something tells me they just didn't think of this. Hey, how we got three yeah. rings? How are we going to do this? Oh, we're going to have three screens all night. Yay! That's not stupid. Right. Uh, but ring two gets cleared first, so the giant goes into ring one with Hulk Hogan. Ring three is the next to be cleared, so everyone just goes into ring one to make it a 20-man battle royal in one ring. While Sting and Luger were trying to eliminate the giant, Hogan dumps them all out, and then he goes outside under the bottom rope. However, the ref wasn't looking, and he believes that Hogan went out over the top, and so he declares Randy Savage the new world champion. So you can't even have a clean finish on this. 
Uh, Hogan that was kind of pathetic. <laughs> Hogan oh, argues I was with... I was overthrowing over the top, but I, I'll still lose. Yeah, right. Uh, Hogan argues with Randy Anderson and uh, Randy Savage for quite a while. The Randys. Quite a while as Mean Gene Oakland gets in. This was pure chaos with a weird ending. There was far too much going on. Uncle Dave gave it a star. I give it a star and a half for effort. Let's see you. I gave it two because at the time it was original. Yeah. So make it's the first time. You got to give credit for that. Yeah, it was a cluster. Well, the three, the is- three things on my TV at once was stupid. What's the point of having three commentary teams if you're going to have one picture split amongst three things? But, like, what's the point, you know? Why do we yeah, need three? Yeah, I know. You have three if you're going to focus. Okay, we're going to, we're going to ring one now with, you know, Tony's team, ring, ring two, whatever. No, they didn't do that. So it's like, it was, can you overbook yeah. commentators? I didn't think you could, but apparently you can. <laughs> oh, you can. <laughs> it was dumb. Anyway. Uh, Not thought is- out is the problem. Like That's that's the end, the end thing about the whole thing. This was complicated. Macho Man finally declared the winner and the new world champion. Hogan is still arguing his cause and going insane. He's just like a crybaby at this point. The decision is it actually went on forever. Yep. Uh, something is getting booed here. I don't know if it's Hogan or the decision. Uh, I'm Savage, pretty sure it's Hogan. Savage says he didn't see nothing, but says, quote, I what live by. <laughs> He says, I live by what it is, is what it is. Can you handle that? <laughs> that doesn't make any that's sense. It's a, a good way of life. What it yeah, is, is what it is. Hogan still argues and even polls the fans. God. Uh, Savage says that he doesn't want a dark cloud over his title reign and says he wants to see the film. The film, brother. You know, because they can't just put a replay up on the screen. <laughs> Uh, Hogan says that on Nitro he'll show him the film and then he congratulates Savage says that he still needs to see the film and deserves a shot at his belt God what a sore loser they end the show by this just shouting. made him look like a complete <laughs> it does <laughs> they end the show by both shouting oh yeah so cool uh, and that brings us to the end of our show. I mean, it's uh, hard to argue when people talk crap about him when you see stuff like this. I like him much yeah. to be the guy. Right. Uh, no, no, Hogan got screwed. And then he acts like a whiner about it. Like, shut the F up, man. Nobody cares. We're going to take our final break. On the other end of this, it's final ratings time and telling you what's coming up in the week ahead on the podcast. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared the room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. 
We do ever do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... K-A-S-T. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Brocast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this 6.2 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 5.78 out of 10. I graded it a little higher because I thought it was one of the best ones of 95. One of the best ones of 95. Uh, Even though... So even though there was some crappy crap going on, I gave it an eight out of 10 for a probably B minus. What say you? C minus. Eh, uh, I wanted bad. to say D, but like eh, World War three at this point was the first one ever. It's kind of original. Never seen it before. Uh, but just, yeah. Yeah, it was something. But anyway, that does it for that, man. Uh, coming up on the podcast, though, we got some good stuff next week. Yes, I promise. I promise. Yeah, I haven't seen the show yet, but I'm going to assume this is already better than World War Three. Uh, on November 9th, we're bringing you TNA Genesis 2007. Hopping back on that tour of TNA in 07. I'm looking forward to watching this one. I know Booker T is at the show. I think this was like he just just popped up in TNA. He did, yeah. So that'll be cool. Uh, November 16th, we're going to bring you an even better show. This one I can guarantee is better. It is WWE Survivor Series 2002 for its 20-year anniversary. Looking forward to watching that one back. O2 is one of our favorite years. Great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 2002. Maybe only one stinker on it? Uh, yeah, I'll have to watch back to see, but uh, yeah. But either way, uh, that does it for today, man. Uh, thank you for joining me. Yeah, sure. 
and we will see you all <laughs> next week with TNA Genesis 2007. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.